Welcome to Gadsden First United Methodist Church. Happy Easter, everyone. We are so glad that you're worshiping with us. If you would, write your name in the comments. Write something in the comments. We would love to know who is worshiping with us on this great Easter morning. Uh, I wanted to let everyone know that there's a rose on the altar uh, again today. We have another baby born into the life of the church, uh, Harrison Dathan Phillips. The parents are Dathan and Lee. Uh, and the big sister, Thea. So give them a big congratulations. We always have new babies being born into the life of the church. This is so exciting here. Um, If you're sitting at home and you need somebody to do some grocery shopping for you, call the church, make a list, and we have some people that are willing to go grocery shopping for you to help you out. Uh, So please give us a call. If you would like to make a mask for those working in the medical field, uh, contact Eileen Graham, that information, or you can call the church and we can get her number for you. We have people doing that as a great ministry right now. Uh, We have a lot of exciting stuff going on. We have two services now starting back at the church. Our 9 o'clock celebration service will be on uh, Facebook Live and the website and app every Sunday morning. And also our 11 o'clock traditional service. So make sure you join us uh, for those. And invite your friends from out of town. Everybody can watch us online. Uh, Our Mosaic service that meets on Tuesdays at 6.30 is on Facebook Live and Instagram. And we have two Bible studies going on at the church uh, on Facebook Live uh, and Zoom. So make sure you contact Pastor Sam and Pastor Carrie if you would like to join in one of those. We would love to have you. Our children's ministry is still going strong. They are having uh, Facebook Live meetings at 10 o'clock every morning. And they're a lot of fun. You get to see Zachary on there having a lot of fun on there each week. Um, And our youth are meeting on Zoom on Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 o'clock. So make sure you join into that as well. There's lots of ways to still stay connected right now. We have a lot of exciting things going on at the church. So be sure to join us. And happy Easter, everybody. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful this Easter morning. Uh, I pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds as we worship you this morning. I pray that you will help us focus on you, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andy. We are so glad that you're here with us this morning um, for our celebration service. I guess it's our first one in about three or four weeks, so we're, we're glad to be back up here. Uh, if you're listening at home, tuning in, thank you so much. And uh, we've got a couple of great Easter songs that hopefully you will recognize. Um, this morning we're going to start out with Because He Lives. <clears throat>
Well, I'll add my greetings to Andy's greetings. Good morning and happy Easter to you. Whether you're uh, joining us today with a cup of coffee in your living room in your pajamas, which is a unique experience on Easter Sunday morning, or whether you're dressing up in your Easter best and just sitting around with your family today and worshiping with us, uh, how great it is to worship together with you today. I want to remind you as we... um, have our our very best that our praise band is offering to worship today, I want to ask that you remember to give your very best uh, to your church on Easter. You can go to our church website if you want to learn more about online giving. You can text to give. And uh, also, as we are discovering, uh, many of our friends are sending their contribution just the old-fashioned way by mail. But uh, let's give our best to the Lord, and let's make this an Alleluia Easter uh, to remember and give in every way we can. I want to invite you to join us in all of our opportunities to uh, to worship and to study together. We are connected, even though we can't gather in the same room. We're connected with uh, the other members of our church family. We're connected with Christians around the world that are doing this too. Um, will you join me now for a time of prayer? Let's pray together. Oh, gracious God, we... We bow before you today with humble and thankful hearts. We have been waiting long and in difficult days to be able to say, He is risen. It seems like this Lent, Lord, has been uh, longer than 40 days, maybe because we've been isolated from one another, maybe because we've struggled with everything being different. But one thing that is the same. The tomb is still empty, and you are still our resurrected Lord, and we are still Easter people, so we thank you and we praise you today. We come with our own needs this morning, Lord. Honestly, uh, some of us are still struggling. Uh, We have friends who, if they don't have uh, the virus themselves, they know someone who does. We have friends who are are working hard uh, in the healthcare industry and uh, grocery stores and pharmacies and and other industries like that they're working hard and they're trying to keep good sense of humor lord to um against a a public that's sometimes demanding and not very understanding but i pray that each and every one who is struggling now feels uh your strong presence and knows that they are loved We pray, Lord, uh, for our nations and our state and our local leaders. Uh, We pray for for each church, Lord, who's grappling with this right now and and trying to be the hands and feet of Christ in an unusual and different situation. Pour your grace on us all, Lord, because we need that. And we need you to teach us to pray now the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Thank you so much, uh, Carrie, and all the praise band. Uh, if you if you appreciate that uh, worship music today, will you say something in the comments section uh, down in you for watching along with Facebook Live? Uh, just say hello to everybody. Uh, say amen. I don't know. We'll just get all Pentecostal on Facebook Live here this morning. You can type amen in all capital letters if you want to. All right. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10 this morning. I invite you to follow along. Grab your Bible. It's easy to find the first book in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning I want us to think for a few minutes about Easter greetings. And I will say a, a greeting to you that I've said, I think, as long as I've been able to talk. Good morning and happy Easter. Um, that's something that we've all been saying this morning. I hope you have been saying. Um, my favorite Easter greeting, though, is one that I sometimes forget about until I watch one of my favorite movies. You see, I have this list of favorite movies that I watch over and over again, almost to the point that I can quote the lines uh, in the movies. And one of my favorite movies is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Any of y'all like My Big Fat Greek Wedding? So if you're at home and you love My Big Fat Greek Wedding, put something in the comments line that lets me know that you really are a fan of that movie. Maybe quote a line or something. If you don't know about the movie, it's about a big Greek family and one of the daughters, Tula, fall in love, falls in love with a non-Greek guy, Ian, and uh, they decide to get married, which was unheard of for that big Greek community. But Ian wants to find favor with the big Greek family, and so he's learning to say some Greek things. And the family gathers at the family restaurant around Easter, and Ian says to Tula, what do I say at Easter? And she says, you say, Christos Anasti. And he says, hey, Nikki, cheese straw nasty, which is about how I sound when I try to speak Greek in my southern accent. But what would, where that comes from is on Easter Sunday morning in the Greek Orthodox Church, everyone would gather and the priest would get up and say, Christos Anasti, which means... Christ is risen. 
And then the congregation with one voice would stand up and say, uh, Alitos Enasti, which means he is risen indeed. So Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. But something in us today says, but. You know, but, but we can't gather together with our friends at church. We can't do all of those things that we usually do. Believe me, I know. Uh, normally on an Easter Sunday, I would be looking out. Now, everybody who's sitting on the pews today, which is just a praise band and a couple of behind-the-scenes folks, uh, because we are following the guidelines. But normally I would be looking out at hundreds of handsome and beautiful people and not just a handful of handsome and beautiful people. And normally all of those handsome and beautiful people would be looking at me and thinking about the honey-baked ham they're going to eat for lunch today. I know that, normally. And so something in us is saying, how do we do Easter this way? How do we do Easter without being able to do what we've always done? And we're just kind of learning as we go along, aren't we? But I think maybe, maybe we can learn something from our ancestors on this one. One of my cousins is really into genealogy, and she's always finding old documents and pictures of old things from the archives. And recently she found a picture of an old ledger that came from a hundred-something years ago, uh, back from in 1918, actually, uh, back when the Spanish flu epidemic was going around. And it's, it's a ledger from a church over in Tishomingo County, Mississippi, uh, near where I grew up. And it is the record that shows this church um, stopped meeting for a while back in 1918 to keep from spreading the Spanish flu. And y'all, they didn't have Facebook Live or anything like that. Um, they just had to stop meeting for a while. And they made that sacrifice. Um, and I want you to think about it this morning. If our relatives, if my relatives and your relatives had not made a sacrifice a hundred something years ago, maybe you and I wouldn't even be here right now. And who knows, if we think about it, who knows what lives are saved today because we are not gathering like we normally do because we're making that small sacrifice. I know it's hard. It's hard for you. It's hard for your ministers. It's hard for the musicians. It's hard for everybody. Um, but we know, uh, we know sacrifice, don't we? We've learned that. We've learned it from our ancestors. A uh, hundred years ago, there wasn't just a swine flu, I mean a Spanish flu pandemic going around. Uh, the world was changing. World War II, I mean World War I was going on. Uh, my grandfather served in World War I, and you know it changed the whole world. Uh, maybe your ancestors fought in World War I too. And let's not forget the, the suffering that Christians were going through a hundred years ago. I mean, the Soviet Union was on the rise with Vladimir Lenin, as many of you know. Uh, Lenin wanted to eliminate all religion. And, and I've seen estimates at, of the Christians who died under the old Soviet regime added up to millions, millions of Christians who were killed. 
So Russian Christians were afraid to go to church for the longest. And if they worshipped, they did so in secret, and they sure didn't tell anybody about it. And it was like for a while the church lost its voice in that part of the world. But here's the thing about the church. And I want to remind you in case you've forgotten. The church, we are Easter people. We are Easter people. One of my favorite stories from that era involves a a very powerful Politburo member named Nikolai Bukharin. And as the story goes, Bukharin was traveling from Moscow to Kiev to address a huge assembly. Basically, everybody had to get together because you were ordered to. This huge assembly, and Bukharin went on and on for about an hour, railing against Christianity, railing against the church, claiming that Christianity was just a silly superstition and and exalting the virtues of being an atheist. And he went on and on. And when he finished, he looked out over the crowd and he says, are there any questions? And nobody said a word. They were afraid to. Until one old man shuffled up to the podium, an old man with a long white beard, and he looked out at the crowd And he said, Christ is risen. And then with one voice, the crowd rose to their feet and they all said together, he is risen indeed. We are Easter people, church. We're Easter people. And we may not be able to gather together this morning, but I want us to find our Easter voices wherever we are. You know, I'm a United Methodist pastor. I'm not a a Greek or Russian Orthodox pastor. And this is Gadsden, Alabama, not Kiev. Uh, But this white-bearded man is asking you to find your Easter voice this morning. I want to say to you, Christ is risen. And what I want you to do is I want you to say back to me, he is risen indeed. And I want you to say it loud and proud. If you're, I don't know, wherever you are, say it loud enough that the dogs next door start barking. Okay? You ready? All right. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Glory to God. Amen. It's great. That feels good to say that. It feels like we're connected with each other. It feels like we're connected to Christians around the world. It feels like we are connected to another time when people struggled like we're struggling now. And it reminds us that we're Easter people. Easter greetings connect us to that first Easter in the gospel reading that I just shared earlier today. The first Easter greetings went to two Marys, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. She's referred to just as the other Mary. We think that she's Mary, wife of Clopas. We don't really know that much about her. We don't know all that much about Mary Magdalene, except that she was one of Jesus' followers from the beginning, and she's not a prostitute, by the way. Um, But the two Marys were greeted by a surprise. Uh, They were on the way to the tomb early, early that first Easter morning, and they were, here's what they were expecting. They were expecting to have a problem with the huge stone that was rolled in front of uh, the tomb. Uh, They didn't know how they were going to get that um, out of the way. They were surprised that the tomb was, uh, was, I mean, that the stone was already rolled away. They were expecting complete darkness But they were surprised by a bright, shining angel whose appearance was like lightning. 
and his clothing was white as snow. They were expecting to have an issue with the guards, but they were surprised to find the guards falling down on the ground like dead men because of the angel. So maybe this year at Easter, we're kind of like the two Marys. We're expecting only problems. We're expecting only darkness. We're expecting only issues. We're even expecting in this part of the country, we're expecting storms to come through as they do just about every April. All of these things we're expecting. Now, I'm not saying that the problems and the darkness and the issues aren't real. I don't want to minimize that. They are. But I want you and I want myself to be ready to be surprised by joy this Easter. Have you had some joyful surprises already? I don't know. I've seen some. I want you to think about some of the positive things that we've seen this particular Easter. One is this. The slowdown has given us a chance to rethink our lives. Now, things have not slowed down for everybody. I mentioned in the prayer time that I want to give a shout-out even now to health care workers, to early responders, to grocery store and pharmacy workers, to all those that have been working harder than ever, harder than ever to meet our needs. We love you and we're praying for you. But for a lot of us, it's almost like we've been put in time out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a good surprise this Easter, a good surprise that we've had an opportunity to prioritize and to declutter. And when I say declutter, I'm not just talking about your closet in your garage. I'm talking about your life. It gives us a chance to to rethink our lives, to rethink, well, to rethink church because we're reminded now more than ever that church is not the building, the church is not the steeple, the church is the people. And, and we are reminded uh, that our beautiful, wonderful buildings and facilities that we have at Gaston First United Methodist Church are a means to an end and not an end in themselves. We are a mission outpost. We're not a museum to gather together and to say, ooh, how pretty. So I appreciate, um, I appreciate the lessons that I've learned, a chance to rethink. Another positive surprise this Easter is I just think we all will be more appreciative from now on. There are things that I don't think I will ever take for granted again. How about you? I want to say how much I appreciate the people in this church and how much I appreciate my coworkers and my fellow ministers and how much I cherish all of that and how maybe I realize I've taken a lot for granted. I, I cherish my family a little bit more this Easter. Now, i just be honest with you. We get on each other's nerves from time to time with all this togetherness, just keeping it real. But we have gotten extra time together, time that we wouldn't have had, and I cherish that. So many positive surprises. Just think of the ones that you've experienced this year that maybe you haven't experienced before. Have you met neighbors that you haven't met before? Have you gone on more walks outside? Have you cooked some new dishes? 
put in the comment sections of your Facebook Live right now some of the surprises that you've gotten that were positive. I don't know one of the things that you may not have thought about, but I think about sometimes, is that our whole planet is getting a kind of a pollution Sabbath because we've slowed down and shut things some down. So have you seen uh, people step up and, and help each other in heroic ways? Man, I sure have. I'm so proud of the creative people who helped do things like this, this service today for the staff and the leadership at Gadsden First United Methodist Church. Everybody has jumped in. Everybody's helping one another. Have you seen people do that? And step up like that. Have you learned new skills this year? Uh, well, I sure have. I am learning how to be a TV preacher. I'm just kidding. I don't think I'll ever fall into that category. But I have learned new ways to reach out to people over social media. Uh, and that just shows you can teach an old dog new tricks. Another positive surprise is that we are able to reach out to more people in ways that we never really thought of. So one of the things that we're puzzling together as a ministry team is, let's just say if we normally have 300 people that we reach on a, a weekly basis through worship, and now uh, because of the way that we're worshiping uh, digitally, we're reaching 600 or more people, um, how are we going to connect with those extra 300 people or more how are we going to fulfill the mission that we've, uh, that we've taken on here at Gaston First United Methodist Church? How are we going to share Christ and make disciples and serve and give hope to extra people, friends that we are meeting uh, because of digital worship? What a great, what a joyful surprise that is this Easter. So Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were greeted by some surprises. Here's another thing they were greeted by. They were greeted by a message from the angel. Do not be afraid, the angel said to them. In the original language, it says stop being afraid. And I kind of think that's important because stop being afraid means that the angel knew that they were already afraid. Oh, my goodness. And who wouldn't be afraid? Who wouldn't be afraid uh, uh, in this day and time over the things that we've seen over the last few weeks? You probably have. I mean... How can you be told that almost everything in your life is to be shut down and if you have to go out to the store, you're supposed to wear a mask and you're supposed to have gloves on? How can you, and you're not supposed to be within six feet of anybody. How can you be told all of that and not have some fear? So I think that all of us could stand to hear that Easter message today, don't you? Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. I don't know about you, but if I'm that Mary or um, Mary Magdalene on that Easter morning, and I have somebody tell me not to be afraid, I would be thinking, okay, angel, Gabriel, or whoever you are, uh, you better give me some good reason not to be afraid. And he does. Listen to the next part of his message. He says, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. In other words, I know what's normal to expect under these circumstances, but he's not here. He has been raised just as he said, come and check it out. The tomb is empty. Jesus has been raised. Death has been defeated. And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And he is always with us. So whom shall I fear? 
Whom shall I fear? Because he lives, one of our favorite Easter hymns says that Jay sang for us earlier, because he lives, all fear is gone. So the next part of the message says, go and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead and he's going to meet them in Galilee. So I know that you came here expecting to be undertakers, but now you're going to be evangelists. So your job has changed. Go and tell the good news. Go and tell it because they need to hear it. And so Mary and Mary were greeted by this surprise. They were greeted by the message on that first Easter Sunday morning. And we have the same Easter surprise. We have the same Easter message. We have been surprised. And we need to receive deep down in our heart that same message. Don't be afraid. The tomb is empty. Go tell the good news. And then the best Easter greeting of all, Mary and Mary were greeted by the risen Lord. And he said to them in verse 9, Greetings, which is literally something like, Hello. I know that sounds kind of simple, but... That's the sweetest hello anybody's ever gotten. That hello meant there's an end to the sadness. There's an end to despair. There's an end to the defeat that overshadowed all of their lives. Jesus had defeated death itself, and he'd risen from the grave. And all they could do was fall at his feet in worship, which is what we do today. We just fall at his feet in worship. That's all we can do is say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But we don't just stay there. We don't stay falling at his feet and worshiping. We, we've got some good news to take. Did you notice that Jesus reinforces the message of the angel? Or maybe better yet, this shows that the angel's message had come from Jesus in the first place. Jesus said, do not be afraid. Go tell the good news and tell my brothers I'll meet them in Galilee. In other words, I promise I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. So my Easter prayer today is that if we could just take that whole medicine and if we could just somehow swallow it as medicine for our souls, don't be afraid because he lives, all fear is gone. Go, go and tell the good news. There are folks out there that need to hear it. You, you know somebody right now that could use a little good news. And Jesus promises to be with us right where we are no matter how alone you feel you're not alone because he is with us sisters and brothers christ is risen he is risen indeed let us pray how thankful we are O oh lord that the tomb is empty how thankful we are that the worst thing that could happen to us will never be the last thing that happens to us because of the resurrection, because we are Easter people, Lord. Uh, despair is going to give way to hope. Fear is going to give way to faith because he is risen indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who were at the Easter services last year, you probably got to hear this song a good bit because we did it pretty much every week as it was the theme. And uh, we thought that we would finish out this Easter service with that song. Uh, it's called Hallelujah for the Cross.
I can only imagine. Why did 